Hello, everybody. It's Friday, and you know what that means. Thomas's show is out. Yes. So, we got a lot to cover today. We have got uh, an opinion piece on how uh, schools should remain closed. Uh, this lady is so sane. She starts off with, I am mad all the time. So, that's going to be fun. Um, we've got lawmakers voting on how schools are going to be reopening. Uh, Michigan doctors apparently think that, you know, science is going to be their savior. And a bald eagle destroys state property. We'll get into all of it. I'm Thomas Fry. This is the Holmes Politicast. All right, so we're starting uh, today off with a piece from CBS News. Uh, State launches program to provide vulnerable population with 4 million free masks. Now, uh, everybody knows my opinion on the whole mask thing. The mask does nothing. An aerosolized virus is not going to be stopped by your stupid little piece of cloth or your uh, your non-medical mask or even your medical mask made for uh, sterile environments. Yeah, that's not how this works. So, <clears throat> let's get into it. Governor Gretchen Whitmer launched a program with Ford Motor Company on Friday to distribute 4 million free masks to vulnerable populations. The Michigan Mask Ad, Michigan, uh, the Michigan Mask Aid Program aims to benefit low-income residents, seniors, schools, and homeless shelters as part of the Mask Up Michigan campaign. Youth will not protect you from this virus. Your political affiliation will not protect you from this virus. This virus will not just go away because we are tired of dealing with it. The only way we can put a stop to this pandemic, an end to this pandemic, is to take it seriously and do our part to protect one another and do what we know works, Whitmer said during a news conference Friday, August 14th, 2020. My mask says I wear this for you and it is true. Oh, I, I, you know, I'm still waiting on the the uh, study that says that these stupid masks do a single dang thing to stop an, oh, to stop an aerosolized virus. Uh, haven't seen one yet. Um, so again, we're being led. Oh, and I've I've got a a report later that slams Whitmer for getting the science wrong. We'll get into that, but uh, she's been wrong on the science too many times for me to count now. Uh, we really need to end this tyrant's rule. Um, we need to get our legislature involved in how we're spending our money. This is retarded. How much money is she dumping into this campaign? This mask up Michigan campaign is so incredibly stupid. Ugh. All right. So she's, she's dumping our money to give masks to homeless people. That are not even gonna wear them. What do you? What do you, what do you think? You're gonna get a a bunch of homeless people to put on their. They they won't even take their meds to keep themselves sane half the time. But you think they're gonna wear a mask because you're scared? Come on, come on, big Gretch. That's ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, this this stupid article continues. The irony of this pandemic that requires physical distancing is that it reveals how connected we truly are, how much we rely on one another every day, Garland Gilchrist II said. 
I am thankful for our partners at Ford, FEMA, and the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services for coming together in a big way to ensure that our communities, particularly those hardest hit, have what they need to get through these tough times. By delivering 4 million masks at no cost to Michiganders, we can provide a proven life-saving device to countless residents as they go back to work, school, and define new ways of living during this pandemic. Yes. Yes, I'm sure. Because there can be no stupidity in our state government without Lieutenant Governor Garland Gilchrist jumping in with both feet to, uh, you know, add to it. Um, The free masks included $1.5 million from FEMA that the state has already sent to organizations, including local community action agencies serving low-income residents, MDHHS offices, area agencies on aging, homeless shelters, and Native American tribes. Yeah, none of those people are going to wear masks. May, eh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, the, maybe those people in the homeless shelter. I'm sure they're they're just dying to get a mask on their face. Uh, low income schools. Yeah, that's going to work. Kids are going to keep those masks on. Um, this is just ridiculous. Whitmer's news conference fell on the same day. State districts were required to submit a plan for the fall semester. All right, this this article goes on. Um, it just continues because you know it's it's all about masks now. It's it's not 15 days to slow the spread. It, you know it was <laughs> it wasn't that after like you know 10, ten seconds, but um, it was all just a giant power grab. And she continues to just grab power. She just just keeps on these stupid campaigns. Just so that she can get her little power trip going. So, we're moving on from this ridiculous article because, uh, yeah, it's it's not super informative, nor is it necessary, uh, nor is it smart. So, yeah, we continue. So, an opinion from uh, the Detroit Detroit News. Editorial data, in quotations, proves unreliable in setting virus policy. So as I've said before, uh, our our entire media is incompetent. Not a single person has asked for the study that shows that masks do a single thing to slow the spread or to stop the spread of the virus. Um, we, we haven't had a single study on uh, the... Well, well, we have had some studies on the, the uh, transmission between children uh, for school policy. You can go back and listen to those. I don't remember what show it was. Uh, I can't, I can't keep track of myself, but, uh, so people are finally catching on to this. I've been reporting this for a uh, pretty long time, uh, that there's not a single scientific study to back up a single thing that governor Whitmer is pushing, but, uh, the Detroit news finally caught on. Uh, it says if the science and data are driving the state's COVID-19 shutdown orders, as governor Whitmer contends, it should at least be certain the numbers are right. Yeah, that seems Fair, I guess. Uh, as the Detroit News reported Thursday, a key statistic that precipitated a tightening of northern Michigan's economy last month was wrong. No way. Oh, they they caught on. Uh, on July 28th, Michigan's chief medical officer, Jonay Caldoun, reported a spike in the positive test rates for the virus to 3.7%. Ooh, scary. 
It had been as low as 2.2% in June, when some restrictions on commerce and social interactions were lifted. The next day, Whitmer ordered tighter limits on northern Michigan bars and restaurants and reduced the size of permissible indoor gatherings. Oh, guys, the flu is spreading. we got to kill the, kill the economy again. Get rid of these stupid businesses that are you know, just trying to live and survive. That's it. Done. You lose your business. <clears throat> we continue. As it turns out, the 3.7 rate was overstated. After a review of test reports, the state now says that the rate was more like 3.4%, closer to the 3% positive test results that health experts believe is tolerable for containing the virus. As explained in the news' report, one reason for the adjustment is that a local laboratory working with health systems in Ohio mixed in tallies from that state. No, health systems in Idaho mixed in tallies from that state in the Michigan report that later had to be removed. Also, all of the lab's results weren't getting to the state, so officials had to go back in and add about 40,000 test results by the data a specimen was collected. By the date a specimen was collected. So, not only do they have uh, additions, they they also can't keep track of all our test results. Uh, Test results that are, in fact, skewed. Um, As we've reported before, there's been false positives up the wazoo. People that have to get tested multiple times are going right into those positive test results. So, we've got uh, multiple positives for the same person. The article continues, bottom line, conditions in Michigan were not as dire as it seems when Whitmer moved to clamp down again. Hmm. Who'd have thunk it? Oh, yeah, I predicted that. Yeah, I've said that a few times, you know, once or twice. So, again, these idiot scientists that want to control our lives from the top down can't keep the data straight. The government, as I may have mentioned once or twice, is incompetent. The government can't keep their own data straight. So we've got this tyrant ruling by supposedly science, and she she can't keep her facts straight. That's just wonderful. I'm so glad that our legislature is not allowed to make any policy in regards to what we're going to do about coronavirus. You know, the people that we elected to write laws and to um, run the, the state. Yeah, no, that's, that's, I'm so glad that they're not allowed to do anything. I'm so glad that this governor is continually abusing her power and uh, outdated law that she knows she's not supposed to use. But, you know, it, that, that makes me feel safe. So, you know, regardless of what our constitution says and, you know, how our system of government is supposed to be set up. I'm so glad that Big Gretch is keeping us safe. We move on. It's worth noting that although Michigan has seen surges in the number of positive tests, reported deaths from COVID-19 have not risen at the same pace, and on most days are in the single digits. Yes, in the single digits. By comparison, on April 6th, during the height of the pandemic, Michigan posted... 110 deaths. Yes, because that is how novel viruses work. They burn through the population, they kill the vulnerable, and then everybody else builds immunity. That's how this works. This is how this always works every single time. Uh, masks or no. So <clears throat> every stupid thing she's doing now is just you know pointless. All the or most of the vulnerable have 
already been taken out of the population. Um, certainly all the vulnerable in Detroit have. Um, and that was where most of the deaths were happening anyway. Uh, I, I don't know a single person that has it in Grand Haven. Um, so the vulnerable population here is, you know, doing pretty well. Um, they, they are being forced to take in COVID patients into our, um, uh, what do you call those things? Nursing homes. So our vulnerable population is doing pretty well. And now you may be listening and you may be thinking, huh, I'm a vulnerable population. I'm an elderly person and, you know, I have some pre-existing conditions. Well, um, again, there's no reason to be terrified. No cases in Grand Haven. Uh, very few in Ottawa County at all. It's, I mean, it, it, viruses spread quickly in large, dense areas. Um, by the time it comes here, we'll probably have herd immunity, uh, unless, you know, Governor Whitmer keeps on destroying our immune systems. But anyway, it was the deadly nature of the virus. Oh, I, I'm continuing on. Um, it was the deadly nature of the virus and the fears that it would overwhelm the healthcare system that justified the harsh shutdowns imposed in the spring. Yes, yes, that is right. I'm glad the Detroit Newsman remembers that. It was fear of overwhelming the healthcare systems. That was why we shut everything down. It was not indefinitely to protect every single person from getting a virus that they have a 99.96% chance of surviving from. We did not, we did not consent to destroying our economy so that people wouldn't get this virus. That that's not how that works. All right, I, I need to I need to stop ranting in the middle of this thing. I'm never going to get through it. Since then, treatments of COVID-19 patients have become more effective and new victims are younger and less likely to die from the virus. Most hospitals in Michigan now have plenty of capacity to handle surges should they come. Yes, yes we do. Now, again, we cannot cure death. Everybody's going to die eventually. Okay? If, if you are going to die from this virus, um, destroying the entire economy isn't going to help, right? You're, you're going to die anyway. You're going to get the virus, and you're going to die. The point of the shutdowns was so that there was not needless death, so that people could get medical attention when they needed it. Now we've got hospitals going bankrupt, um, so we've got less capacity to deal with it and even still with all the hospitals that are going bankrupt from not for from elective surgeries not being performed or from people not coming in even with that most hospitals in michigan still have plenty of capacity to handle surges so what are we doing what is the point of all of this and not a single reporter has of course asked big gretch this question and now they can't because as i mentioned in the last show uh she she now does not allow reporters to ask questions unless she deems them, you know, necessary or uh, she de she de decides that she wants to answer them. She picks six questions. Um, I'm not even watching her stupid press releases anymore because they're not press releases. They're just propaganda. So we're not able to ask her what science she's using to drive these policies. We're not able to ask her about the inconsistencies in her policies, uh, why are strip clubs allowed to remain open, but she's closing churches? Um, why are abortion clinics and alcohol um, places allowed to stay open, but uh, you know restaurants have to limit their capacity? Um, I mean, it's all just an exercise in futility, as far as I'm concerned. And until she comes up with an actual decent answer, uh, that's what I'm going to continue to say. Uh, she's she's leading us around by the short hairs, and she absolutely loves it. She is on that power trip. She is smoking that power right down. 
Um, you gotta love tyrant governors. Okay, we're gonna move on from this article. I think you guys get the general point of it. Uh, I would I would recommend going and reading it because you know it's pretty good. Um, it also goes into uh, data changing depending on who's compiling the numbers. Um, there's there's different there's different rates from different groups. Um, and so how, you know, again, how does she determine which group to listen to? Well, arbitrarily, whichever one, you know, fits her narrative. So at least that's what it seems like. So thank you, Detroit News, for uh, giving us some good reporting. So before we continue with more idiocy from our state, uh, just a quick update on uh, the Trump AOC fight. This is great. So uh, AOC said that she wants to them both to release their college transcripts and that is going to determine which one of them is smarter now i would rather see them box um but you know this 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 would prove nothing um aoc got what a's from her liberal professors for spouting leftist socialist bullcrap um so I mean, even if she has a 4.0 and Trump has a 1.5 GPA, uh, Trump graduated college and then built multiple empires, billion dollar empires. Uh, AOC graduated college and started bartending and then became a congresswoman. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say Trump's doing better than you, AOC. All right. So just a quick, quick update on that. Uh, and we move on. So this, this lady, oh, this lady, Nancy Kafer writing for the Detroit free press. It's an opinion article. Um, so, uh, miss Karen Kafer, um, she starts the piece off. I am angry nearly all of the time. Well, that's, that's rational. Uh, you're probably thinking straight then. I'm, I'm so glad you're writing for, um, a statewide newspaper. Uh, I, I would not hire this person um but the detroit free press is a different animal than me so we continue angry at the federal government that has botched our country's covid19 response trump is a tyrant why isn't he acting like a tyrant okay angry at my fellow americans who won't take sensible precautions like wearing a mask and not mobbing up at graduation parties <sighs> yes. Yeah. See, this is the left. This is why we need to be fighting these insane people because they are just mad at everybody. They're mad at their fellow Michiganders, uh, their fellow Americans, because we want to be free. You know, I, so I went to a graduation party this summer and uh, we weren't sitting on each other's laps, making out with everybody that was there. Uh, we were spaced out at tables. Um, having some food, uh, giving congratulations to the graduate. Uh, so yeah, big risk for COVID-19 there. Um, thanks Karen for, for destroying all of our graduation parties anyway. Oh, and, and this isn't just her. This is like half of Michigan, half of Michigan are these tyrannical, ridiculous people that think that our governor should be ruling absolutely. And that we should all just listen to everything she says. So, yeah, no no need to get involved in politics. Just uh, close your eyes and look away. I am angry at districts that are holding school remotely. 
and at districts that are holding school in person because both decisions seem driven by emotions, not data. All right, so <laughs> she's she's just irrationally angry. We we get to the the third paragraph, and the first paragraph is only a sentence. So really, it's the second paragraph. The second paragraph, you you actually can't win with this Karen, and uh, you know you can't win with the rest of the Karens of the state either. So there's that. That's cool. I'm angry at schools that have simply announced that it is not safe without quantifying what safe means or how we'll know when we're arriving. Excuse me. How we'll know when we've arrived there. Okay. So (laughs) we have pivoted so quick. I'm going to get whiplash from this. So it's Donald Trump's responsibility to set policy for the entire nation. But she's also angry that schools are not setting policy, that they're not defining what safe means like oh goodness karen come on i'm angry because i strongly believe that no school that starts virtually will open its doors at all this year leaving american children and parents adrift on a profoundly inadequate sea of online learning goodness gracious i'm angry at the phrase until there's a vaccine because that friends is not a thing Okay, well, that's that's actually accurate. She she has a rational thought in here with with all of her uh, craziness. There's already a growing group of people that don't trust tried and true vaccines, a whole new group that won't trust anything the Trump administration has touched, and another group that won't take a vaccine for a virus its members think is a hoax. Well, yes, there are those three groups, and then there's the group with their head all the way up their posterior. Um, and we'll just, you know, take a vaccine no matter how quickly it's developed or what it has in it. So she missed a couple groups here. Uh, there's also a group that probably won't take the vaccine, but will berate you for not taking a vaccine. Uh, there's, there's also a group that, um, you know, I digress. (laughs) I'm not going to name all the groups. Then. There are the daunting logistics of getting those who will take the vaccine vaccinated. The certainty that at least one person will have a strong adverse reaction because someone is going to have a strong adverse reaction. And the question of how effective the vaccine has to be and how many people need to take it before we can have or before we can be confident it's safe and effective. But none of that seems to be part of any school's calculus. And until there is zero risk from a covid until there is zero risk from COVID is not attainable goal. Is a not attainable... Oh my goodness. I am botching this. Okay. She's right. Again. Uh, through all her craziness. It, until there is zero risk is not an attainable goal. We don't shut down schools for the flu. Uh, this has very similar death numbers. Once, once the ravaging through the population has stopped, it has very similar numbers as the flu. If it's going to be stuck around for... Oh, and and we have a vaccine for the flu, too. We even have a vaccine for the flu, and this is already looking maybe slightly less dangerous than the flu. Uh, certainly less dangerous to the flu or for, than the flu for children. Uh, more children die from the flu every year uh, or in a, in a typical flu season than children that have died from COVID since this started. I mean, the children that have died from COVID since this started is still less than 100. It's still in the double digits. And we don't shut down schools for the flu. So, I digress. I am angry 
at the oft-repeated suggestion that the simplest way to make it through this year is for parents, which means mothers, to step back from work, reversing decades of economic and social progress. No! How dare mothers be forced to parent their children? How dare they do this? How dare the nuclear family survive? Oh, the humanity! Well, you can't say humanity because it has man in it, so... um. I should stop mansplaining. I'm going to get in trouble. I'm angry about what's happening to my child, who is now literally praying each night that he can go to school again. How about the likelihood that an entire year and a half of his young life is lost? And the smug chorus that pops up to chide anyone who points out that this is a literal nightmare with long-reaching effects on children and family. All right, uh, you know what? I'm 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 not going through all of this. Um, it's ridiculous. This this lady is very angry. Um, I mean, she she makes a couple good points. Uh, this COVID is not going anywhere. Uh, I'm certainly not taking a vaccine when it comes out. That's that would be ridiculous. Um, I don't take the flu vaccine. Um, I'm not. You know, I'm 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 not, I'm just not gonna put weird stuff in my body. I'm not going to put uh, aborted fetal tissue in my body. Um, yeah, even if it's, even if it's, you know, from, from aborted fetuses from what, like, what the sixties. Yeah. Even if it's from aborted fetuses from the sixties, I still don't want to do it. So some people have to fine. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to take this vaccine. Uh, I'm not going to, I, I don't have children, but I wouldn't allow them to take it. Um, so this, you know, I just, I just want to point out, this is, this is not a, an uncommon reaction. Many people are just angry all the time. I've fallen into this myself, just being angry for hours, just sitting and stewing about all of the stupid crap that our government is doing, all the stupid crap that's, you know, being spewed out of the mouth of high school dropouts that now think they have a medical degree and that they can read scientific journals, think they understand all of the science behind masks and virology and um, just all these all these uh, keyboard doctors and keyboard virologists are it gets it gets wearing so. Um, Thank you, Angry Karen, for um, expressing this. I'm, I'm angry for different reasons. I'm angry because I think we have a tyrannical governor that is stepping all over our Constitution and um, doesn't care about our freedoms. But, you know, hey, we, uh, we, we just ignore that because, you know, if it saves just one life. Right. So, continuing on from the Angry Karen, um, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to insert this story here because... We need a little good news, don't we? Um, so, a bald eagle. The eagle has landed. Actually, it, it destroyed state property. Um, so, give me a second. Aha, here it is. Okay. So, a bald eagle downed an eagle drone, sending it into Lake Michigan. Bravo. That's so freaking American. I love it. I love it. A bald eagle destroying state property. Ah, oh, ah, oh, just makes, just makes my heart just so happy. 
So <laughs> it's not really that big of a deal, but uh, I'm going to pretend it is and play it up because, you know, that's what I do. So it was only a matter of time before Michigan's environment and its environmental department clashed in such a coincidental fashion. A bald eagle apparently attacked and downed a, do- a drone piloted by an environmental quality analyst with the Department of Environment, Great Lakes, and Energy. Now, this department is absolutely ridiculous and useless, and another regulatory administrative state thing that, you know, uh, makes policies about how we can do things without actually going through our legislature. So they're, they're basically un- unelected bureaucrats making laws. Uh, the, the entire thing needs to go away. Um, all of our stupid departments that make up rules and regulations that we need to follow that we never voted on need to go away. Because that's not how our republic here in Michigan works. Uh, we have a system of checks and balances. We have a system. We actually have a legislature that is supposed to legislate to us what we can do and what we can't do. <clears throat> so, good job, Bald Eagle, for taking that down. Um, I mean, there's. At first, I was wondering why. Why do? Why does the state of Michigan have a drone? Now I see it's it's one of our useless agencies that you know they just wasted a thousand of your tax dollars uh, doing. Lord knows what, you know, who knows why they had it up there. Um, but the the bald eagle tore off the propeller and sent the aircraft to the bottom of Lake Michigan, and that is a win. Um, I love it. Go, America. All right. Moving on from that. Now, Fox 2 Detroit uh, reports that a group of Michigan doctors wants science involved in decision to reopen the schools for fall. Science! It's science. Yeah, okay. School districts across the state have been trying to come up with a plan to safely bring kids back for fall. Some doctors are calling on state lawmakers to drop their plans to send students back to the classroom. The Michigan Senate is expected to meet Saturday to discuss what's been labeled a bipartisan framework on how schools can teach kids safely this fall. The group of doctors has a relatively straightforward request on paper. We hope... Then when our policymakers meet, they'll, we hope they'll consider, oh, we hope is said twice. No. Okay. So we hope they'll consider health professionals who are in the middle of this pandemic, said Rob Davidson. Committee to protect Medicare and West Michigan ER doctor. Oh, okay. So he's, he's there to protect. So he's a government shill um, is basically what he's saying. So yeah. President Trump has continued to push for reopening schools, for face-to-face education, and previously threatened to pull federal funding for districts that don't allow for in-person learning. Three doctors, two of whom are with the Committee to Protect Medicare. Oh, so two of them are government shills. Cool. Say they want the science and data to lead the decision on schools reopening. The science and the facts of COVID-19 remind us the information evolves every day, said foreign body. We must be nimble at responding to needs at any given time. So these three doctors are very scared for, you know, our children that, you know, most of them don't even have symptoms uh, when they get the virus. So the white, uh, the article ends, the White House has continued to maintain school districts that can safely reopen providing, provided the proper mitigation measures and health protocols saying their approach is based on scientific data and common sense. So again, yes, yes, scientific data and common sense. Uh, 
if we're following the actual science, very few kids are getting this. Very few kids are dying from it. Um, study out of Germany. I've talked about it on the show. Very few kids are even transmitting this to adults or each other. So um, every Western country in the world has schools open except for us because the virus is all about politics now. Um, we want we have one party that just wants the virus to be super bad. Admit They've admitted as much. They want the virus to destroy the economy. They want the, the virus to keep us all locked away so that Trump loses. Right? Democrats have admitted this. Top Democrats nationally have admitted this. So, um, yeah, that's, that's great. I'm so glad we've politicized this virus and we can't follow actual science anymore. We can only follow the science that uh, Queen Whitmer you know, allows us to, uh, to hear about, you know, obviously we hear about the rest of it. She just doesn't acknowledge that it exists. So I say reopen the stupid schools. Well, you know, you know what, actually, actually my, my official position is, uh, uh, public schooling is stupid. It indoctrinates our children. Uh, they do not teach us, uh, civics anymore. They do not teach us why we have a Republic, how we got that Republic, how to remain a free people. Um, what the, what the, the requirements are for a free and moral society. Um, they don't teach the Bible. They don't teach. They don't even teach Shakespeare anymore. Uh, you can go through a college college level English degree and not have to read a single bit of Shakespeare because it's oh it's misogynist. Also, the teachers' unions are calling for defunding the police before teachers will go back to school. Teachers are uh, are. Uh, 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 protesting, uh, bringing coffins to the Capitol, saying, "Oh, you're killing us! You're killing us!" Yeah, we don't need these socialist idiots teaching our children anyway. So, yeah, keep the schools closed. Um, I'm glad they're closed. I hope they remain closed forever. Um, we should have more Christian schools, charter schools, more homeschooling, and zero public school. That's my official pos- position. So we move on. <clears throat> uh, Trump opposes. Funding to USPS, acknowledging impact on mail-in voting. Now, let me start by saying this. The USPS has never, ever been unprofitable. Congress steals all of their money. I know. I have somebody very close to me that works at the post office, is actually a part of the union. Um, she, She actually knows that the post office has been profitable for almost its entire existence, and she knows that Congress steals all their money to fund their stupid socialist, you know, programs. So the post office doesn't need funding. Uh, the government just needs to keep their hands off their money, for one. For two, well, let's jump into the article. President Donald Trump declared Thursday that he opposes additional funding for the USPS, acknowledging that his position would starve the agency of money Democrats say it needs to process an anticipated surge in mail-in ballots during the coronavirus pandemic. Now, don't vote by mail. Uh, Vote in person. Uh, There's a reason Democrats want mail-in voting. They can get uninformed people that don't even know when the election is to vote Democrat because all they hear on the mainstream media is that Republicans are evil. So, obviously, they want, you know, a bunch of people that don't know what they're voting for voting because then they win. If idiots vote, Democrats win. That's that's always how that goes. Trump also claimed anew, falsely, that Democrats were pushing for universal mail-in voting and predicting 
and predicted without providing evidence that mail-in voting would lead to massive voter fraud in the November elections, polls indicate Trump is in for a tough re-election fight against Democratic Joe Biden. Now, uh, again, this is Fox. Fox News. Now, I keep hearing from the mainstream media that Fox is just a shill for Trump, uh, but they're not. Um, I mean, they, they editorialized that in falsely. Trump claimed anew, falsely, that Democrats... How, do you, how does Fox News know why Democrats are pushing for universal mail-in voting? But, of course, until Fox is destroyed, they're going to continue to be called shills for the Republicans, um, even though the actual shills are you know, CNN, MSNBC, NBC, CBS, P, uh, uh, NPR. You know, those are actual Democrat shills, but... You know, they have to project their own um, inadequacies onto their opponents. So uh, they falsely claim that Fox is just a Trump shill. Um, so Trump says they need that money in order to have the post office work so it can take all of these millions and millions of ballots, Trump said on Mornings with Maria, adding, if they don't get those two items, that means you can't have universal mail-in voting because they're not equipped to have it. Now, the post office was not established to, to handle voting. Right? That's not what the post office was for. And voting was not established to be a mail-in service. In fact, voting was originally supposed to be restricted to landowners, people with skin in the game, um, people that know what the hell they're talking about. Uh, so here's, here's, my, here's my view on voting. Uh, voting should not be easy. It should not be universal. Uh, you should only... All right, number one, if you're on public assistance, you do not get to vote. That's ridiculous. If you're on public assistance, you are not paying taxes. You are, you should not decide where those taxes go. You should have no say in that. Um, if if you are on, you know, if you are mentally ill, if you have a mental condition in which you cannot think straight, you cannot see reality clearly, uh, and you are easily manipulated, which Democrats are great at doing, you should not be voting. Um, if you do not own land, you should not get to vote on what landowners do with their land. That's ridiculous. If you have no skin in the political game, you should not be voting. All right, And, and we don't even require a, a, an ID to vote. I, I just walked into the polls and um, told them what district I was in, and I voted. Like, what? It was way too easy for me to vote in the primary. But this is the state of our voting. Democrats want it easier. They want more idiots voting so that they can win. I mean, that's, that much is obvious. It, the more idiots vote, the more Democrats win. So, obviously, if you're listening to my show, you're not a total idiot. Uh, probably not even a little bit. But, uh, yeah, definitely dumb people, people that do not follow politics, people that do not know what they're voting for uh, should not be voting. Okay. Now, I'm skipping ahead a little bit. For Democrats, Trump's comments Thursday morning were clear were a clear admission that the president is attempting to restrict voting rights. Now, oh my goodness, I have to stop so often to correct these people. Oh, this is why I need to own my own news network, because these people are so ignorant of everything. Voting rights. What the heck are voting? Ugh. There is no such thing as voting rights. You can't find that in the Bill of Rights. It's not a right. It is a privilege. That is why it is taken away when you are a convicted felon. <clears throat> My goodness, you people are dumb. Okay. <clears throat> so, Democrats are 
again, well, they, I mean, they've been creating rights out of whole cloth, just like the right to murder your baby and um, the right to, uh, you know, force doctors to take care of you, their medical rights. Uh, just like those, voting is not a right. It is a privilege. Um and it should not be administered to everybody. If you have, again, if you have no skin in the game, if you if you use that privilege unwisely, if you are not informed, you should not be voting. Especially like if you are illiterate, you should not be voting. Literacy tests are not a bad thing for voting. If you cannot read, then you cannot know what your candidate is doing. You cannot read news. You cannot read their positions. All you have to go on is their word, any other person's word, and that's dumb. So this stupid right to vote that's been created out of whole cloth from absolutely nowhere is ridiculous. Um, I'm, I'm moving on because there's not very much more of substance in this article. So one last thing uh, I mentioned uh, last, uh, what was it? Oh, I mentioned on Monday that, you know, there was, there was video of uh, Gary Peters and um, Senator John or Senate hopeful John James. Uh, I can't find those videos. Um, I'm, I'm still looking for them. I'm still going to play them. I'm still going to listen to them. I'm still going to, uh, I'm still going to, uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, analyze them. Um, I did hear a disturbing thing from, uh, MLive that John James was saying about, you know, Obamacare being good. Uh, that's a big red flag. Uh, I'm not liking John James so much after that. So we'll see what he has to say. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's. Still coming, still in the works. Um, I feel like there's something else that I mentioned that I should talk about, but it's not coming to me right now. Uh, so maybe we get to it next week. So that's the show for this week. Uh, don't forget to listen to Jim's show from Wednesday. It is up. Um, I think I put it up on Thursday. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, go listen to Jim's show. Um, he usually has some good insight. Uh, and... Yeah, have a great week. We'll see you next Friday. I'm Thomas Fry. This is the Homes Politicast. Mm-hmm.